I would say the pandemic has ushered us in trying to do better with technology and look at it in new ways. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. We're closing out the year strong. And I'm excited to be able to have our last guest of the year on, Drew Rees from Dutch Bros, not Dutch Brothers. Learned that during our uh, interview. I love their culture. They have such a uh, a good, positive nature culture, and and uh, they're really focused on innovation. And you guys know I, I love innovation on this show, and I love uh, forward-looking companies. And these guys are doing a great job, and love to share this story during a very challenging time that where company like Dutch Bros is thriving. So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black. And today I'm excited. You know, we're closing out the year and I'm excited to have uh, a much anticipated guest on the show. Drew Rees from Dutch Bros. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you, Sean? Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm glad. I'm glad we can have you on. We've been kind of going back and forth for a little bit here, and I'm I'm very excited to to close out this year and have an amazing guest like you on to kind of close it out, man. I'm ready. I'm looking forward to 2021. How about you? Uh, I definitely am looking forward to 2021. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. And then, uh, as a way of getting to know you, I always like to ask our guests to come on, uh, what they're reading. So what are you reading? Uh, right now I am reading a book, uh, by Richard Thaler. He's a, an economist and it's called misbehaving. And it's about the, his, it's kind of his journey into trying to create behavioral economics. That sounds interesting, man. I love kind of figuring out what people are into and know a lot of times it's, uh, and it, it's interesting. It depends on what position you're in and, 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 you know, and I love being able to get new books in my, my, uh, my list. So I'm going to be adding that. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, if you have, if you've ever loved like Freakonomics or any of that kind of thing, yes, absolutely. this is really the origins of, of how that type of economics got started. So I love that, man. Well, I wanted to bring you on because there's so many things that was interesting this year with the pandemic and, how people responded to it and, and 
uh, and, and, and company cultures and how that kind of came about uh, uh, and how different companies treated their, their employees and what happened with it. Uh, so I want to ask you um, specifically for Dutch Bros. I mean, I know, and it's not Dutch Brothers. We talked about this. Dutch, Dutch Bros. Bros. So I want to clarify that. But uh, the company culture now is really important for you guys. And more than ever, really, this year, it, it's, you know, I think it's become very important. Uh, and I've heard your company uh, culture is being described as having very positive energy. Uh, so I'd love to really have you guys uh, describe it. What, what's it like working for Dutch Bros? You know, I, I have worked for a lot of other brands, other concepts. Um, and everybody talks about being, we're customer focused, we're customer centric. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the best way to think about it is how our CEO describes it as we're a fun loving, mind blowing company that's making a difference one cup at a time. Right. And it's, there is such an air of positivity around here. That's just, I've never experienced it before coming here. I mean, you get elements of it you get moments of it with other companies, but everyone here is focused on working hard, being good, being great, really. And very, very customer focused. Everything is about the customer and, you know, every department is trying to figure out how they can impact to make that customer experience great. Never has it been more important, I think, than right now. I would totally agree with that. I mean, now, this year has been a test for the most part for, I mean, especially for anyone who is customer facing, it's, it's been a test. You know, there is so many... Um, it's, it's, it's affected the general public so in such a, a, a dramatic way. You, you there are people who are very kind and giving and, and, and happy to be out there and get that cup of coffee. Yeah. No? Sure. Or, or not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, and having that, that company culture behind you, I think makes all the difference in accomplishing that and being in such a, a customer-facing, uh, you know, position as what you guys are. Now, it was interesting. I think we talked a little bit earlier about this. Is the model that you guys have has really created this? Um, well, I mean, you didn't really have to adapt your entire model to be successful in this. And we talked about like how most of your locations they're only about 850 square feet. And, and, and with a drive-through on either one or two sides of, of the location. And then some of your stores offer outdoor patio and dining. Do you think it's made it easier for your brand to thrive during COVID? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, because we are really a drive-through. I mean, we, I think at the beginning of, of all of the pandemic chaos, we only had four shops that had walk-in locations that, in addition to drive-through that we had to close off the, lo- the, the walk-in traffic. Mm. Um, a lot of, obviously a lot of places we were, we had to stop the walk up window because of social distancing yep. until we could all figure that out. But, you know, it sounds, it's, it's terribly sad and very lucky that we were perfectly positioned for this strange year that we've had. Yeah. And, and, and going forward, I yep. don't think 2021 is going to be much different. I, I mean, I'm, you know, 
Fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> right. You know, uh, things will change. But uh, I think as we see we're ending this year, that a post-COVID world is a ways away. You know, uh, we had uh, new new variants popping up this week in the United right. States. What the heck is going on? Vaccines are not available quite yet. So, you know, your guys' model, I think it's been um, instrumental for you to thrive. Yeah, I mean, we have been able to deliver that customer experience through the driver's side window. And we've been doing that basically since 1992. And in many ways, everybody else has got to catch up with that. And I think you're right. This is the reality moving forward. I mean, I've been reading articles about all kinds of brands trying to figure out their own drive-through experience now, trying to adapt and change. and, um, And we've just been really fortunate that this is how we've always delivered it. Yeah. Super efficient. Obviously, you still get to have a customer experience, and that's a focus for you guys. What do you think? Um, well, I'll see, why do you think the Dutch Brothers, Dutch Brothers, see, Dutch Bros, <laughs> has embraced that drive-through model so much from really from the get-go, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a response to the customers. So we went from a in the very beginning, they had a, like a roll-up cart that they were serving out of, and then that morphed into a modified uh, like cargo trailer. And then in that cargo trailer, customers were just pulling up anyways. What they wanted to do. Give me my coffee in my car, man. Yeah. And (laughs) so it just, it was a natural evolution in response to what the customer wanted. And that's really what we try to do anyways, right? That's what, and it's just, it's worked out. We were really one of the very, very first drive-through coffee concepts. Yeah. I think as a result of that, obviously you guys are experiencing growth and I mean, we talked about this before i mean um you guys are in your 10th state now in texas yeah we just turned over our first shop in texas <laughs> in college station i think right yep exactly and uh and i think next up you got uh oklahoma and oklahoma. there's 11th state later in 2021 yeah yeah that's that's tremendous growth that's huge you guys are i mean and obviously again not no one wishes we have a pandemic, but you guys are set up well to to deal with it. And so um, I, from what I could tell, and we talked about it, you guys are really looking to to open three or four hundred locations in the next thirty five years. Yeah, we're uh, we we opened our we turned over our seventh our seventieth shop this week. That'll be how we wrap up the year. Next year we're slated to do about a hundred, and another hundred the year after. That's um, tremendous growth. Yeah, we're trying to hit uh, about total of eight hundred nationwide. That's both our franchisees and our company operated. Wow, that's huge. So obviously, you're in facility management. Yep. And what's it like working with the construction department and operations to achieve that kind of growth? Um, it really is a partnership, and it has to be a lot of communication because. They're handing it off to us. My department also takes care of doing the utility setups uh, or swapping them over if they're in a developer's name. Um, But then we we try and do it in a a circular. We meet a couple of times a year and talk about the prototype. We share, hey, these are the problems that we're experiencing, that we're seeing, not just a one-off, but we're seeing 
repeated issues with, can we improve on that? Is there a spec we can change? Is there, is there a different manufacturer we could, we should be looking at? Um, and then, you know, they incorporate, if it makes sense, they'll incorporate that into the next prototype edition that we, that we uh, put out. And we changed the prototype just slightly a little bit about once a year. Got, got to keep current. Yeah. Well, I got to keep current. You got to be, um, got to make those changes when you realize you've made, you can improve operational efficiency. Yep. Speed when you're driving through speed is part of the game. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, those lines are not getting shorter. No. <laughs> so you really got, and this, listen, I hear this across the spectrum of brands right now from people who don't have drive throughs to people who do have drive throughs to people who like, uh, you know, a Chick-fil-A is a good model. They do a good job on this. Uh, and, and there's some models out there that are struggling and they know, hey, listen, we need more numbers through this drive-through. How do we do that? You know, do we, do we move the menu boards out? Is it, is it a better experience to do that? What's the biggest challenge that you find having this drive-through model with you guys? Um, I would, you know, I think you hit on it in terms of we call it stack management. Mm. Um, now we're different because in the sense that we, we physically go to the, to the cars to get the order. So we're not, people aren't waiting to go to a, a box and, and, and deliver their order. Right. Um, and, and probably it's that combination of, of moving things along, but still delivering an experience to the customer, still trying to touch their day in a positive way. Yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, our broistas are amazing people. Broistas. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) They they are amazing people that they can do all of this and still make sure the customer's beverage is right. Yeah. that, That they have a great day that no one is getting frustrated. Uh, I mean, it's, I think when you, when you drive onto one of our sites, it's like coming to a, a real small party and you've just been invited. Is that bro attitude? Is that directly from CEO down? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if, you, if you've never seen our CEOs at all, you, you, there, there's, you, if you really wanted to get it, he was on Undercover Boss and the episode is still out there to be seen. Oh, okay. I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I've not seen this. Yeah. He is the CEO on down. It's uh it's, it is a bro culture, but not, not a negative bro culture. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. All uplifting. I love that man. Dutch bros. Now see, this is something interesting. I didn't, and it's so funny. I didn't, um, I didn't know that about your culture uh, until we started talking and I, and it's such a cool thing. And I, and I get, that that is a part of your branding really all the way to the core of who you guys are. Now I heard your CEO describe uh, the, the key to Dutch brothers is really the, for your future is making uh, sure that technology is a part of your guys' DNA. And I was reading an article about this. Uh, and can you talk a little bit about uh, how your brand is implementing tech and, and, you know, how facilities helps achieve that kind of that DNA. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it absolutely is. We're developing everything. I mean, 
I would say the pandemic has ushered us in trying to do better with technology and look at it in new ways. If you've ever been through one of our sites, we used to do the old stamp card and, and now we've gone, you know, right. Currently we're running cashless. So nice. um, the, the stamp card thing had to go away because we didn't want to risk, you know, that, that close contact interaction. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, we'll be, we're, we're piloting and trying to work on an app that would take care of that, that uh, reward system as well as help, help interact with the, uh, the customer more. Um, but even on the back end, like when I got here, there, there was uh, one, the one person on my team who was literally having to Google to try and find service providers. And, and, and now, you know, we're, we're hopeful that we'll have a platform that we can utilize in the coming year. Um, our QA team has got a platform that they use. Everything we have is on a central portal for all of the information. And when people need to create a request for IT or even currently today for facilities, mm. uh, it we rolled out uh, new, uh, uh, I guess we'll call it the order menuing system for the shops on the iPad. Like we're completely mobile. You walk, you won't you will rarely, rarely find a telephone in one of our shops. That's not a, somebody's mobile, smart smartphone. Uh, so it's, we really have to embrace it because we're really trying to manage all of these shops at a distance. I love that. I think it's, um, I think it's critical, you know, innovation and, and in the restaurant world, the service world, customer, you know, customer facing world, is it's such a big thing. Um, customers are themselves getting so um, tech savvy now, you know, yeah, and I, a- they're used to it. They're, they're finding these applications and they're, they're going quick. And you have a whole, you know, generation of Gen Y's and Gen Z's that are just amazing when it comes to tech. They're, they're tech forward. I, I mean, even myself, I, it sounds, it seems so silly, but I just started using the, Apple Pay. I love that damn thing. <laughs> it's just so cool, you know. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't use this before. I was like, well, I'm, I'm really fortunate that most of my team is much younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, well, you have to teach this old man a new trick. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> exactly. It's how I felt. Yeah. Um, I just like I I just have not used it and and um I had forgot my wallet. I was like, oh no, I'm so screwed. I was getting coffee, <laughs> ironically. And then uh yeah, I was like, I have this Apple pay thing. Does that work? And they're like, oh yeah, but you just touch I'm like I I didn't she had to walk me through it. <laughs> I felt so dumb. But <laughs> she's like, no, it's okay. I you know, I don't mind. I'm like, oh man. But ever since then, I'm I I have that thing on me and I and uh I still do forget my wallet sometimes. So I think <laughs> but it's been great. Um, that's, that's interesting. You know, innovation is part of, uh, your culture and and part of kind of a DNA of who you guys are. That's again, going to help companies who are struggling right now. You really, really have to innovate to be on top of, um, you know, finding solutions for people to make it easier. You know, if you can just make, you can be smiling at it, but if it's a hard thing to get coffee out the door, People just aren't going to do it, you know? So finding new ways of doing it is important. 
So we're going to wrap up pretty soon here, but I wanted to get your take on 2021 because you know, no one knows what the hell is going to be going on. <laughs> Let's yeah. just be honest. Uh, but you know, what do you think Dutch bros will look like in, in, you know, and facility management in general in this coming year? Well, I think for Dutch bros in, in facilities, we will continue to uh, try to build out our processes in a way that, I mean, we're shooting to be best in class, right? That's yeah. our goal. And really it's, it, I, it's not about just finding the next bell and whistle to add to your to your program it really has to be something that's focused that makes it easier for our broistas to do their job to deliver the dutch love to our customers and so that's really the lens that we have to look through everything that we're doing i mean i i'm sure like many people in facilities you get approached with these really elegant solutions to problems you don't really have yep. but this seems like the next shiny thing and oh man you gotta and and I really had to step back when, cause I got inundated in with a lot of these things. I'm like, does this really make it easier for our shops to deliver our experience? And that's, that's what it's going to be for our department facilities management in general. It's going to be a crazy year. I think yeah, because of this adaptation that we're having to go through. Um, I think that, I think you'll see more people relying on technology. Um, I mean, uh, there's some, some of these folks who have much more complicated systems and complicated you know, ways to deliver their product are going to benefit from things like IOT. Um, oh yeah. It, uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot more integration of that. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be a, a it's not going to, it's going to, certainly it's going to be a challenging year because we're, hopefully we're at some point going to move away from this pandemic problem and, and uh, we're going to get some normalcy back in some of these, you know, specifically in the restaurant industry. Out of all the industries that I think could have been hit, um, I think the restaurant industry is hit the hardest for sure. And they, it's interesting, you know, that uh, demographic, they are good, hardworking moms and dads and people who are, you know, middle class. They're they're doing their thing all in the into full spectrum. And so the restaurants get hit so hard for the people who work there, but also the suppliers and yeah. anyone who is attached to servicing that restaurant who no longer, um, you know, is needed <laughs> because they don't have the foot traffic. And so it's impacting such a huge swath of our, our economy. I don't think we're, we're going to, we're not going to see the results really, uh, until later in 2021. And, uh, it's interesting. And there's so much start and stop, especially here in California. Um, and, you know, and you're, where you're located at where? Grants Pass, Oregon. Okay. So it's still, it's pretty strong up there too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been really interesting, you know, the, the whole, well, you're on lockdown, you're not on lockdown, you're now you're on lockdown, now you're on extended lockdown. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to, I've seen some of restaurants here, and they're just, they're serving people. They're like, I, I really don't care. I'm like, wow, that's, but I get it. 
Yeah. I, I mean, there's going to be a level of catch up because you know, there's going to be some deferred maintenance because people haven't been yeah. tra- facility managers haven't been out in their, in their shops or in their restaurants be- because of, you know, whether they were forced to quarantine, if they did that. I mean, my travel was very, very limited this year. Um, just because of that, because I would go to one state and then I'd have to come home and work out of my house for two weeks. Yep. Um, and you just sort of like, this, this is not, you, this takes you out of your rhythm. So, you know, there's going to be plenty of deferred stuff that folks got to get out and figure out as well as, I mean, I can't imagine having a concept where now I've got to, you know, reduce my actual table count so that I can, fit people in by half and then sometimes by more than half. Right. You know, having a brand like that, um, it, it's, it would be so challenging. And I, I'm, I'm glad you're, you know, you work at Dutch bros. <laughs> As I'm sure you are too. I can't tell you how many days this last year I have felt, and I don't use this word very lightly blessed. Yeah. i know uh i know i I know you're right and uh i'm sure from your ceo down you guys are really excited about having this model now you know and uh, and i think it's just it's a smart way of doing business and i think i think it's gonna permanently change the way everyone else is doing business too this pandemic i think going forward because of all the start and stop because of all the new regulations and all the things that are going on, I think people are now permanently looking to switch models um, because they can't afford to go back and then have this happen again in a, in a couple of years or right. less than a year, you know, new strains popping up. So it's going to be really interesting, I think. And I think you're right. I think innovation is going to be a, a key part of what happens in the facility management world. And we'll see what, you know, what that brings. Um, there's going to be some kind of solution for this for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm also interested to see what it's going to do to retail. You know, we yeah. are buying habits so dramatically in the last year. Yeah. yeah Amazon's happy. I'm sure <laughs> those guys are going, and you know, but there's such a, such a stress on trying to deliver that amount of the packages they have. They're hiring like crazy and trying to deal with that. I mean, they're doing a great job, but even, Companies like uh, you know Walmart's and Targets of the world, the big boxes, they've adapted really well. Uh, you know, with curbside pickup and all this different stuff. Uh, and then, of course, there are some brands that they're not. Right. And so, I think we're going to see all of those brands go to the wayside, and and it's going to change the landscape of who's out there and who's in the market, and and certainly for for facility maintenance moving forward for all those brands because the foot traffic is it's such a a different place. Your remodels and your models are getting pushed out yeah. you know, years and years. Like the construction departments are, they're slashing their, their, their budgets. You know, like, we're just not doing it. And, you know, and so R and M goes up and, and, but even with that still, it, a lot of the R and M is deferred. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I, I, re- I remember going through the, uh, the recession and having to make, I describe it as choices that I wasn't proud of. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know that there are folks today having to make those those choices, those choices that they're not going to be proud of, but <laughs> they do, right? Well, listen, I am very happy that you're at Dutch Brothers and you can make very good choices. 
And, and so it's exciting. Uh, for those who are trying to find a broista and get a cup of coffee at Dutch Bros, what's uh, what's the best way to find you guys? And where what states are you located in? Where, where can we drive up and get a cup? So uh, we're located in Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Nevada, California. We're, we're, we're now going deeper into California, into Southern California, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, soon to be open in Texas. And then, like I said, later in the year, we'll be in, um, in Oklahoma. Texas is a huge market. We have, you, we have high hopes for Texas. I will be honest. With you. Yes, I think so. I would agree. We're, you know, we're looking at Texas uh, very soon as well. I'm, I specifically, <laughs> we're going to go to Texas uh, because of California. So, <laughs> but I'm, but it's a huge market. I mean, it's, it's enormous. Um, the, it's probably a, got as much tech sector and, and, and craziness going on as California for sure. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that market for you guys. I'm yeah. excited to see it. Yeah, we're very excited for it. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. It was really cool to have you on. I definitely will follow up and uh, and see how those things turn out and uh, in this coming year. And good luck. Oh, well, thank you so much. You have a great year too. Happy New Year to you. Uh, and and to you as well. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean.